Hi, welcome to today's episode of the Locked on Seahawks podcast. You are with Grant Goldberg and Spike Friedman. We are in the offseason. The Seahawks got knocked out of the playoffs. Uh, as a result, uh, neither Spike or me, we didn't watch the Pro Bowl. Uh, we are just too heartbroken. Uh, we we have tried to stay up with everything going on around the NFL, but to be honest... You know, we're just, you know, down in the dumps about our Seahawks, but we're here recording a podcast for you guys, the listeners. It's been a while, and so if you forgot about us, I'll do a quick intro. I am Grant Goldberg. I'm the co-host of this Lockdown Seahawks podcast, and I do social media and graphic design work for SB Nation's Lakers site, and Spike is a writer with a stranger. Spike, it's been such a long time. Have you felt better about the Seahawks getting knocked out? And how you been? I, I, I've been good. You know, the only thing I know about the Pro Bowl is I, like, looked at the stat line. Because I know, like, Russ cares about those sorts of things. I was like, I wonder if he put up a good stat line. I saw he got sacked four times. Which, like, you know, I and I don't know if you saw this, but at the Senior Bowl, uh, John Gruden was one of the coaches because they let the worst coaches who didn't get fired coach it. But I didn't know they did that with the Pro Bowl and Tom Cable. I didn't know they were going to let Tom Cable coach the NFC offensive line for Russell. Well, they've so, heard, they they heard all the the smack we were talking about Tom Cable. They decided to give you know give him one, even though he doesn't deserve it. They said, you know, well, here here Tom, here's one more chance to ruin Russell Wilson's career. And so yeah. he tried his best. He tried his best, but fortunately for Russell Wilson, he left the field walking. Yes, <laughs> and, I think I assume I didn't watch it. I just know he got sacked. Four times in an exhibition game. Great work, everybody. Great work. Otherwise, yeah, I've been loving the football. Love to watch the Patriots beat the Chiefs and then the Rams beat the Saints on some absolute nonsense. Love it. Love it. Just just loving life, baby. Just living the love and loving the life. Dude, it's the second year in a row where we're forced to, to watch the Super Bowl where we feel gross rooting for either team. Spike, yeah. do you do you have a preference in who wins this year? Yeah, I'm Team Amsterdam. You know, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I just was I just wanted anything other than another Patriots Super Bowl, and like the idea of Tom Brady standing in front of a crowd of like white Boston assholes chanting "We're still here" in some like absolute like look, I, I'm not gonna get political. Just you guys vaguely know my politics and understand how I read that whole thing. Not a fan. Yep. Not a fan of Tom Brady chanting, we're still here in Boston. Also, the Patriots are barely under. They were three-point under. Like, everyone knew they had a chance. Everyone knows the Patriots are still here. No one thinks the Patriots are gone. What is happening? This whole underdog uh, thing is just I so gross it. and wrong. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's making me like the Rams. It's making me be like, oh, you know who I love? Jared Goff. At least Jared Goff isn't Tom Brady. I'm done. And oh I wasn't even this way about the Patriots in the past. Like, even no, you, when they you, beat us in the You Super rooted Bowl. for them against the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, well, when it actually happened, I couldn't do it. But, yeah. like, there was a small part of me that was like, yeah, they're tolerable. They, no, done. Done. I'm done. I hate I need them to lose this game. And they probably won't. They'll probably win. You know or what? Even if, oh, it's awful. You know what bothered me, too? 
Uh, this is a story that came out, and it was from a few years ago, uh, when Patriots linebacker Brandon Spikes, he talked yeah. about not making the Pro Bowl and how, like, that was really emotional for him, and, like, he broke down, and Tom Brady walks up to him and says, uh, we're not in this thing to make the Pro Bowl, we're in this to win the Super Bowl, which is all nice if you're Tom Brady, but, yeah. like, this guy is trying to make a living, like, he's a <laughs> linebacker on a team that, you know, really does not care about its players, rotates guys in and out of the organization like nobody's business. And so, yeah, it matters making the Pro Bowl, getting that pay raise, that bump in your salary. Tom Brady doesn't give, you know, a crap about the about the Pro Bowl. He shouldn't, yeah. but other guys... And that's just, like, the, the epitome of this argument is that, you know, Tom Brady thinks so highly of themselves that... Any you know sort of you know negative comment or criticism, uh, a slight criticism towards the Patriots, they they assume they're the underdogs, and nobody is they were ever three point underdogs to the Chiefs, who were better than them this year on the road in Kansas City, where which means that they were basically the Vegas was like on a neutral field, these teams are even, and then in regulation they played to a tie. Nothing happened that was not exactly what everyone thought would happen. God, ugh, I hate them. I hate them. I, I hate this matchup. Oh, I hate it so much. The, the moral of the story is the Patriots are the worst. They are the I let my guard down last year when they lost. But, like, them losing somehow made them more insufferable. I hate they made the Super Bowl last year. No one. Oh God, it's so terrible. Oh. It's okay. I I think we've beat a dead horse. Um, but well, we said we were gonna preview the Super Bowl. Is there anything we should talk about specifically? Oh my. Um. <laughs> well, we we totally missed the gap on the Julian Edelman Hall of Fame conversation. Spike, you've been off of Twitter. Have you seen that? <laughs> Wait. No. What? So I, that's, I, I no, that's not real. That can't be real. You know, Julian Edelman, a Hall of Fame. You know the hellscape that is Twitter, and I forget who <laughs> brought it up. It was what? on the. I was. It was on a broadcast about Julian Edelman being a potential Hall of Famer. Oh and no! I, if you have a conversation about the Patriots being underdogs. And the same, and in the same breath, you mentioned Julian Edelman being a Hall of Famer. Like that just debunks your whole conversation in the first place. Because I love, I I, I'm just gonna say this: I love Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin is not a Hall of Fame. Like to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver requires like such a ridiculously high level performance that Julian Edelman is nowhere close to. Also, he got suspended for PEDs this year. Barry Bonds isn't in the Baseball Hall of Fame. The greatest player of all time, and he never got caught using PEDs. Julian Edelman got caught using PEDs this year. What are we doing? Oh, my God. (laughs) What is happening? What is happening? Spike, you've missed a lot. You've missed a lot. No idea. Have people been talking about the PED thing? Because that just occurred to me. They they talked. I mean, people have been talking about so many wide receivers that you know deserve a lot more attention. Michael Crabtree has like twice the production 
of yeah. Julian Edelman. Yeah, it is not. I mean, look to again, like it took Terrell Owens how many years to make the Hall of Fame? Like seven? Like what are we doing? It was. It's ridiculous. I just thought you should know that. I think the live reaction on the show is great, <laughs> oh great God. podcasting. Uh, but Woo! yeah, Super Bowl. Right, yeah, the that Rams. Is our preview. And here's the other thing. You know who? You know who is a Hall of Famer? Rob Gronkowski. They have a Hall of Fame receiver on the team. But of course, the Patriot fans are like, "No, nah, we don't need to talk about that guy. Let's talk about this other guy who's definitely not a Hall of Famer." And like, they're all talking trash about Rob Gronkowski these days. Hey, you know what Rob Gronkowski hasn't done? I don't know. PDs. Also. He hasn't been a non-Hall of Famer for his whole career. God. Ugh. Hot. Hotter than All right. Well, I mean, I guess <laughs> a good way to cool down is talk about our division rival, Los Angeles Rams, who also made the Super them. Bowl. And that we're rooting for. I can't believe we're saying yeah. that. But, Let's you know, go to Ramsterdam, whole... baby. Aaron Donald. Toot toot. You know who's a Hall of Famer? Aaron Donald. That's a Hall of Famer. Aaron Donald. God. Yep. Hall of Famer. Wade Phillips? I'd say Hall of Famer. Ah, interesting. I don't know if I... I don't know. That's... If he... This game could put him in the Hall of Fame. I mean... That's my take. You know, you look at... You look at, you know, where he's been in the NFL. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think name value has a lot to do with Hall of Fame, too. Uh, I it's mean, just lineage. Though. He was so unsuccessful as a head coach and so successful as a coordinator. That makes it very difficult. I don't know if he'll make it, but I feel like if he were to shut down the Patriots in this game, and God willing, they do. Even if he, even if it isn't him at all, even if it's just Aaron Donald takes over this game, uh, that would really, you know, would help because he's already got the one in Denver. And yeah, I don't know. What, what's your? Let's just pick this game. I'm so mad right now. What? What is happening? Uh, I'm gonna say 34-31 Patriots. I'm going. I'm following my heart. Twenty-eight to twelve Rams. All oh, right, Ram it to hell. <laughs> Rams to damn. Ramstein. I don't know. I'm out of Rams talk. It's okay. We we don't need to uh, to beat this dead horse again. But I I don't know if if I mean this is a lose lose scenario for both of us. But you know, if we had to pick one team that we want to win, I guess it'd be the Rams. You know, it'd be any team versus the Patriots. Oh, wait, I had one more. There was one more stupid thing I wanted to yell about because I'm not on Twitter and I saw it. The idea that the refs being from California and the Saints Rams game is why the Rams are in the Super Bowl is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. There are like there are Rams fans in LA, but like it's great. Like. Grant and I both live in L.A. Neither of us would rig a game for the Rams to make the Super Bowl. <laughs> Lots of, like, these guys have all lived in L.A. longer than the Rams have been there. There's no reason to believe they are secret Rams fans. It's so crazy. It's, it's just a terrible call. They just missed a call. This call's happening. Like, this is a really bad one that will change the course of how we perceive, like, nine very important NFL figures, but it was not a Southern California base conspiracy. I just need to say that somewhere, so I'm not on Twitter, and so I, this is my place to say that. I think the NBA has a lot of fun conspiracy theories, but the NFL does not, and so no. in, in order to, to boost their conspiracy theory rep and street cred, 
they had to they had to come up with something ridiculous. So, you know, score one for the NFL and you know, whoever came up with this ridiculous uh, conspiracy that they rigged the game for uh, the Rams. But I think now is a good time to take a break. We'll come back with more Locked On Seahawks on the Locked On Podcast Network. So stay tuned. Guys, this holiday season is about giving your wife or girlfriend something totally different. Something romantic that celebrates the unique connection between you and her. I'm talking about a luxury gift service called Enclosed. God damn. Come on, Grant. You got this. You got this, Grant. We're not editing this out. You just got to keep going. That delivers designer lingerie to your lady month after month. Enclosed is like the flower of the month or beer of the month. But instead of flowers, she gets surprised with ultra high-end lingerie. That is awesome. And this yes. is seriously high-end stuff. The kind That's of quality great. that will really impress your lady. Hell yeah. And clothes was de- designed specifically to help guys find gifts for their wives. And clothes is all about helping you make her happy, and it is effortless for you. Every month, Enclosed sends your wife or girlfriend a custom curated lingerie gift selected oh. just for your lady. And they back curated. it up with... A 100% size guarantee so you never have to worry about fit. You can join more than 30,000 couples that love enclosed. That's so many people. That's a lot of people. And I'll give you a little gift. Right now you can get $35 off your enclosed gift. Just go to enclosedlingerie.com, enter the code Seahawks at checkout to get 30. Or Patriots. Or Patriots. Now that code works too. If it doesn't work for Seahawks, try Patriots. Uh, and get $35 off your enclosed multi-month gift. Why not give your wife something that really reflects and deepens the connection between the two of you? Yes. Something that you would never give your mother. <laughs> Don't give this. Do not order your mom lingerie every month. Enclosed is not for your it. mom. Don't do it. Please. It's but- just weird. If you want, I mean, I don't know. If you if you think it'd be good, do it. Give do, give the do code it for to your, your dad. Do it with your wife or girlfriend. No, don't do it for you. Just do it for your wife or girlfriend. Okay, right. but the code is Seahawks for thirty five dollars off your order with enclosed. So go to enclosedlingerie.com, Enter the code Seahawks. Get thirty five dollars off your very weird Valentine's Day order. And we are back with more Locked On Seahawks on the Locked On Podcast Network. And you know, we left talking about the Rams and Patriots and what a hellscape of a Super Bowl it is. We will shift the conversation to uh, a much more Seahawks-friendly topic. Uh, something that's you know been highly debated on Seahawks Twitter is Russell Wilson and his impending contract extension. Damn. Now, Damn. I don't know. Sorry, but there's a debate. Let's, there's, I want to hear about the debate. There's a debate. I mean, I don't know how much of it is trolling because a lot of Seahawks Twitter is trolling. But <laughs> I, there's a significant... I will say, hold on, can I just say I miss Seahawks Twitter. It's the only good part of Twitter. Love you guys. You, you're my heroes. But the, the thing is about the topic of Russell Wilson's contract extension is... Are they sacrificing team building to secure Russell Wilson on what will be a mega deal? Uh, I'm of the mindset that you have to extend Russell Wilson. You have to do it soon before the market shifts again. Patrick Mahomes is due for an extension in a year or two. 
you do not want to be the team that gives the next contract after that. The Seahawks have a top uh, top six quarterback in Russell Wilson, and you know, they can't waste any time uh, extending him because you know the price is just going to keep going up by the day. And I, I honestly, I'd be surprised if something didn't get done by this summer. Yeah, I think they have to do it this summer. I think they should give him, you know, either the I don't know what deal he wants out of Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, or Kirk Cousins. They're all structured a little differently in terms of guaranteed money, in terms of cap applications, in terms of security versus length. Whatever one he wants, let him point at whichever one he wants more, give him $1 million more, do it. You know, make him the highest-paid guy for the week and just get it done. You know, I, I understand the argument that you, you lose a bit of margin for error in terms of your overall salary cap structure by giving the quarterback a huge contract. That said, the Seahawks just went through a season where they did a ton of work on their salary cap and still were able to make the playoffs and are now in a good salary cap situation going forward where they can keep the complementary pieces around Russell Wilson. They can keep Bobby Wagner. They can keep Frank Clark. They can, you know, they got Dwayne Brown locked up. They've got these guys. They're fine. They can make the moves they need to make around Russ. And remember, they made the playoffs despite shedding all of those contracts, and they did that because of how good Russell Wilson is. You can pay him, and they've cleaned up the cap around him so they can afford it. I, I, I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, and and the cap is going up too. I yep. mean, always. It, it's always it's always going up. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna spend a, a healthy chunk of it on any good quarterback. The Seahawks are in a unique position with their franchise quarterback already in place. They have him under contract for the next you know couple of years. Uh, they got. I mean, Russell Wilson's gonna play at least. I mean, I'm, I don't want to jinx it. I'll knock on wood, but he's gonna play at least. You know, maybe eight more years. I, I think I that's. I mean, at least is strong, but like, you know, because you never know in the NFL. But like, it would not be crazy for him to play eight more years, and certainly five more years is what you would expect at the minimum. And he hasn't. Has he? I don't think he's missed a single game in his career. I don't think he's missed a single practice. No, he like the thing about he Russell is Wilson. A model of durability. Right. He uh, durability, consistency. It's it's what you want in a leader, a, a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's played through his fair share of injuries, and he's made that very noticeable. But you know, the fact that he's on the field, that you know, he's a guy that you can rely Man. on literally every snap, with you know, with the exception of garbage time, and you know when he has to sit out a play or two legally uh, in the NFL, then, you know, I, I, I don't know. All, all the signs point I, to the, the Seahawks the, extending like, him. The, the theory that Brian Schottenheimer being a kind of bad offensive coordinator, therefore not getting the most out of Russ, and therefore you don't need Russ, that's crazy. Like, because Brian Schottenheimer is less good, we need Russ more. If you look at how crucial his accuracy with deep balls was and how impossible that is you know there's like four guys in the league you could replace him with and get anything like the production we got this year i i you know i if you're making that argument you're making the argument that essentially the seahawks need to tank to get rid of brian schottenheimer which maybe you know maybe that is the best path to real long-term franchise success but like let's take tanking off the table okay now you gotta sign russell wilson that's yeah. my the the thing is too, 
uh, and this you know builds off your point about Brian Schottenheimer. You need Russell Wilson to kind of bridge that gap to be even better to make up for his deficiencies. I mean, when you look at the style of play calling that Brian Schottenheimer has, you know, it's run, 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 deep pass, uh, run, 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 and so. You know, when you when you go go line up for that deep pass, you need Russell Wilson to be yeah. at at his absolute best, so you don't look like an absolute mockery of a football team. You know, when and you try to play like, like you that. Need to, well, people are like, you need to invest in other parts of the offense. That and it's like, no, you don't. Like we know running backs are cheap. We got Chris Carson in the seventh round. Our running back situation's fine. We've already locked Wayne Brown up, and we can still afford Russell Wilson. Yeah, like, those are the pieces you need. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, right. we've, we've yeah. seen Russell Wilson account for, like, 88% of the offense and won nine <laughs> yeah. games. Like, come on. We we have a yeah. few generational talents in the backfield, and I, I think we're set. <laughs> Four or five. Four or five generational talents. You have CJ Prosites. You have Trey Madden. You got them all, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, all right. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that covers it. We should come back and talk about the other generational talent and whether or not the Seahawks should extend him this offseason you know who we're talking about we'll be back right after this locked on seahawks and the locked on podcast network and we are back with the final portion of today's episode of the locked on seahawks podcast you are still with grant goldberg and spike friedman and we are shifting the conversation to the next seahawk that the seahawks should extend we're talking about the one the only bobby wagner he is... Yeah, extend him. Extend him. Extend him. <laughs> okay, Done. and that's today's Done. show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, on, on, actually on no, a more serious... I... Uh, on a more serious note, I mean, besides the Seahawks seriously extending Bobby Wagner, uh, Spike and I have a very important announcement. This will be our last week hosting the Locked on Seahawks podcast. You guys will learn soon about our next steps as a podcast hosting tandem. But for now, uh, we want to thank you guys for being such loyal listeners over these last couple of seasons. You know, it's been really, really fun. Uh, we've appreciated hearing what you guys think and uh, and tuning in every day to, to listen to a couple guys who don't live in Seattle talk about the Seahawks. Yeah, we really appreciate it. There will be replacements for us on the network around draft season. Uh, they're looking for them now. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, well, just to lean, it's just uh, our schedule has been erratic recently, and it's, uh, you know, I'm working on a thesis, guys. We can't do it every day the way we were, but we love and appreciate you. You will be able to hear us again. You will be able to keep listening to this podcast as your number one source for daily Seahawks podcasts. Uh, I wish I could be that guy for you, but I'm a big, big, dumb grad school idiot, so I can't. We yes, will n- thank you all. We will not be silenced. We will not be silenced. We have a voice that talks about the Seahawks mostly. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. And for uh, this episode of the Locked on Seahawks podcast, I'm Grant Goldberg signing off. And I'm Spike Friedman also signing off. <laughs>